0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Clarity Podcast, where you'll not only get the insight to help you transition your career, but we'll have raw, unfiltered conversations about equity and access in corporate America. I'm your host, Tristan Layfield of Career Clarity Solutions, formerly Layfield Resume Consulting, and today I have the privilege, the honor (laughs) of having this Tony Purvis, uh, etiquette consultant and career coach and owner. Okay, and owner of the School of Disruptive Etiquette. Now, before I before I bring uh, bring her on and, and have her chat a little bit, let me tell you a little bit about Tony. So, Tony began her career on Wall Street in equities at Goldman Sachs, after which she uh, began her own professional development and leadership consulting business. She is the owner of Paradigm One LLC, a consulting firm that partners with colleges, universities, nonprofits, and companies to provide etiquette workshops, organizational coaching, and career development consulting she's also the founder of the school of disruptive etiquette which offers controversial classes and coaching to diverse rising leaders on how to disrupt the status quo annihilate negative stereotypes and shatter glass ceilings to unapologetically advance their career did y'all hear that language okay she is not coming to play with (laughs) y'all so tony thank you for being on the podcast my friend
1: Ooh, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here, Tristan. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course, of course. When I decided to launch this, there was like a handful of people that I was like, okay, look, I have to have them on the podcast. And you were absolutely inside of there. We've been working together for a couple of years now and we just clicked, we hit it off. And I was like, look, she has to come on because we just key every time we get together. Yes.
1: That is a whole, a whole key, key, key. a whole that key, that key. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes, I mean, yes. I mean, and yes I let me my, say I like, that
1: oh my gosh who is that that's not me who is that so thank no you. that is definitely
0: you uh <laughs> that is definitely you my friend okay and i want to let y'all know there was more to the bio i had to cut it okay i had to cut it because she has extensive list of credentials and achievements <laughs> okay But I appreciate you coming. And I know, um, you know, your expertise is in, you know, sort of career coaching and confidence and and etiquette consulting. Um, It's a little bit different than sort of the recruiting aspect that we tend to go into all the time. So the conversation is going to be just a tad bit different than we normally have everybody, but it's still going to apply to most of y'all. So um, with this, I'm going to move into talking a little bit about something that I think is incredibly important that you can help the people with right? Um, There's a lot of people right now that are looking to advance their careers. And when we're advancing our careers and they talk to people like me or other career coaches or whatever, we're just focused on the hard skills, right? We're focus on like project management and systems and, you know, event like getting really into those hard skills. But one of the things people often don't talk about are the soft skills, right? The things that really help you once you get the job, they help you keep the job, right? And they help you advance yeah. in the job, right? Yeah. So yeah. Talk, talk to the people a little bit. When you talk about sort of co- edit, etiquette coaching, excuse me, um, when you talk to people about etiquette coaching, how do these soft skills sort of play into what you're coaching them on and how that helps them in their careers?
1: Yeah, sure. So. Oftentimes, I'm preaching the exact same thing. It is, yes, it is the hard skills. We can't exclude those things, but it also is the soft skills, like you said, to help you stay at the job or advance in the job. And so we're talking about those skills like public speaking, like networking, like how are you building relationships, those interpersonal skills. So yeah, you've got the job, your hard skills out of this world, resume, out of control for sure. Uh, I... Then what happens when you get on the desk? Or what happens when yeah. you actually have to work with your team or manage up with your manager and beyond? Or when you're thinking about another position, internal to the company, external to the company, or, you know, it's real out there. Sometimes you get laid off or things like that. Are you doing a network in place? Do you have the people that you can call on? Have you been maintaining and fostering those relationships along the way? So when it is time to contact them or let people know, where you are, what you might need, have you been building those relationships in an authentic or organic way? And so, again, like you said, people overlook the soft skills, but can you lead a meeting? <laughs> right? Hello? Or can you actually stand up in front of an auditorium and deliver an extemporaneous speech? Things like that, lost sure, but also important because it's about your visibility, it's about your exposure, it's about, yes, same thing, who you know, and... Those people that you know, do you actually know them or do they know you and what you're doing? And can they speak on your behalf? Can they sponsor you or advocate for you when you're not in the room? What's your personal brand? It's The list goes on and on, Tristan. I can talk on your whole podcast all day about it. But even have you heard this, like, oh, it's not soft skills. It's power skills or essential skills Uh when people are trying to rebrand soft skills as well. Have you heard that?
0: I have not heard that, but I'm not surprised. We're rebranding everything <laughs> nowadays, so, right? So I'm not surprised. The re-brand, the re-brand, you- yeah. Yeah right. We we got quiet quitting, which I'm like, isn't that just called doing your job? I'm I'm confused, <laughs> right? Like, like how, how are we rebranding it, right? Um, but okay, sure, why not? Um, so now now they're trying to rebrand the the soft skills. But there were some things that I heard from you. Number one, mm-hmm. come through SAT word extemporaneous speech. Okay, <laughs> I love it uh, first and foremost. But uh, you know, one of the things that I heard from you is sort of how are you building and maintaining those connections, yeah. right? And when I'm thinking about people who are looking for jobs or even people who are trying to advance their career, one of the things I tend to find is that they don't stay ready, so they have to get ready, right? right <laughs> is the opposite of what the saying is, meaning people aren't building those relationships before they eat. And they tend to not be able to really leverage any relationships because they don't really have too many ahead of time, right? Um, I try to tell all of my clients all the time that your job search starts day one of your new job, right? Meaning you are building those relationships and and starting all that stuff right off the bat. And so um, can you talk a little bit about that? How, How does... The, sort of that, that that maintaining and building relationships piece. How does that um, really help people, or how do you how have you seen that help people either in their job search or while they're advancing their careers? Yeah. Pardon me.
1: Um, please edit that out. Yeah, I'll get you. Don't worry. Okay, I was trying to make sure you did not cut off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Perfect. Can you, can you I'll, I'll have for that one?
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, you know, we talk about building these relationships and my question to you with the people who uh, are looking for jobs or trying to advance their careers, right, um, how have you seen these relationships, uh, building these relationships sort of play into people in their job searches or advancing their careers? How have you seen that sort of help them in different ways?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, when people- like you said earlier, you were saying that it starts from the first day that you start your job. You are on a mission at that point to build relationships and have good, strong relationships with the people around you. Some people get so focused on yes, as their manager or yes, it's their king, etc. But are you having other people strategically around you inside your organization, outside of your organization, or like you were saying, as you are looking? For jobs as well, most times it is the person that will be that C connection, that person that will say, yeah, actually, I know this person. they are really, really good. Um, I think we should bring them in give them a chance. That's what happened to me on Wall Street, where I was just after building a relationship with the managing director. She then stuck her neck out for me and said, I'm going to bet on her. I'm going to go to that for her. And that's how I got the job and got to move back office to front office and move up in equities versus operations. You'll notice that doors open for you. You'll notice that uh, even windows as well, like things that you didn't even imagine just by being in the mix, as they say, right? Or just by speaking your needs, the people who you strategically, again, build relationships with. But it takes that conscious effort to actually seek those relationships, starting with knowing which relationships you need to build, but seeking those relationships implementing those relationships and then again fostering those relationships. I think most people think it just kind of happens or you're in the right place at the right time and that's a erroneous thinking. You've got to invest in those relationships. It will be perfectly positioned when it's time to redeem whatever deposits um, or withdrawals that you that you're willing to make based on the deposits that you made into the relationship. Yeah,
0: absolutely, one hundred percent, and that's why it's so important to build those relationships before you need them, because otherwise, people feel like you're used enough, right? And no one wants right. to be used, right? And you so need that can be
1: whenever you need something, right? Like yep. exactly,
0: exact exactly. So, um, you know, one of the statistics out there shows that uh, if you are able to get a referral into a company or organization, it makes you 15 times more likely to land the interview than just applying online, right? Well, you need to know people at these companies and organizations to get the referral, right? But you don't want to, exactly, you don't want to just reach out to somebody on LinkedIn like, hey, would you refer me for the job, right? No, (laughs) you want to build a relationship with that person before you start asking for a withdrawal from this whole situation, right? Right. Um, and oftentimes I don't see that enough. Um, when I'm working with people on their job search strategies or sort of career mapping and career, working on their career development plans and all these things, relationships are sort of the last thing they think about if they think about them at all. Um, so what would you say is the biggest tip you have for people in developing those relationships or sort of starting if they, they, you know, some people feel uncomfortable reaching out to people that they don't know and sort of starting to build those relationships. Are there any tips you have for them on how they can, you know, just sort of get started in that realm?
1: Yeah, sure. So I'd say first it's just overcoming the fear, especially if we're talking about someone more senior, because it is important to have a variety of people in your network. Everyone may go to their peers or go to someone they know or go to someone that looks like you. That's a big thing that I see where you look around and your network looks exactly like you. They have the same demographics. It's important that you diversify your network just for the sake of uh, being a better person and also just learning more about different people, but also so that, again, strategically, people are in place in different different regions and it's all mutually reflexive where you're contributing Mm -hmm. First thing I'd say is overcoming that fear at the end of the day like don't get intimidated by titles of course carry a certain level of respect because someone might be an EVP, SVP, VP partner, CXO, whatever but also realize they put on their pants like at a time just like everybody else and a lot of the senior leaders or people that you're wanted to reach out to really do desire a mentee or they do desire someone to connect with, most people are cowering away from them uh-huh. and they um, you know, they welcome the opportunity. Now, don't get discouraged if people are busy as well. One tip I'd also give is to be gracious, particularly in these times with people getting back to you and being responsive. Sometimes people write off connections or hold connections because that person doesn't get back to them. But the reality is they're just in a room for two weeks. right? Don't take it too uh-huh. personally if that person doesn't get Back to you, I'd say follow up with them etiquette-wise two times. If they're still unresponsive, then at that point you might give it a rest. But don't be overzealous and just attacking somebody's calendar. Can we meet every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at the coffee shop? Always be authentic. Try to be different. Always be prepared with the questions and things that you want to know, but get to know the person. This is the last thing I'll say, Tristan. Get to know that the person. Versus just the professional and what they can do. Don't look at them as a means to an end, but look at them as just a human and connect to that. Get to know about their kids, right? Get to know about the things they like to do, the things that are their favorites. And that makes it easier for you as well and takes the pressure off of you of feeling like you have to be so-and-so or this or that before you talk to them or that you have nothing to talk
0: Yeah. 100%. At the end of the day, no matter the title, these are people, right? Um, Yes. People love to feel heard. They love to feel seen. Yes. Um, And so if you learn about them, um, you start to find sort of uh, points of convergence where you guys may have similar things that you're interested in mm-hmm. or just things that they find really cool. And if they, if they can in some way, shape or form relate to you, they see themselves working with you or see, see you in a leadership position or see themselves helping you get there, right? They, so you, you have to deal with them as a person first, yes. I think. And oftentimes we don't, we don't necessarily go in with the idea of, I want to learn about this person. It's, it's a idea of what can this person do for me? Right. Um, and, and we don't want to be that that is not
1: great or we're so busy trying to impress them that we leave behind who we are And, you know, we, we try so hard and try so hard that it comes off as inauthentic or it comes off as insincere and that can drive the person away. So ironically, you wanted to impress them, but it really just created a very cold drift. And so I do think it is just getting to honestly know them now, never dropping any necessarily necessary formalities or never being disrespectful or too casual, which is a thing. But again also that you are it's balance, Tristan. It's all about balance for all of these.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I appreciate you sharing those tips. I think those are great. People always struggle in the the soft skills area and the networking area and the sort of speaking area. Um, So it's it's nice to get some tips in those spaces. But um, I want to switch over to sort of my popular career news segment where we sort of talk about something that's popping inside of, you know, the career and job search news and and topics right now. Um, So... One of the things I did is I sent over an article to you from the Harvard Business Review, and it, it the title was, Is Your Leadership Development Program Undermining Your DEI Goals? Now, before we talk a little bit about this and in, in sort of professional development, leadership development in general, um, Really, this article was about, um, a major reason for stalled progress in leadership representation, which was inequitable, the inequitable way that leadership development opportunities are allocated in many organizations, right? So they talk a lot about, um, you know, many organizations having the right leadership development programs, but they're being implemented in the wrong way, or there's, they're, they're very, um, homogenous in who they select for those programs. Well, said. Come
1: on. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) You know, know, we better act like we got degrees. okay? so. (laughs) So, you know, um, my question to you, you work with a lot of companies and organizations and even individuals when it comes to sort of development and, and, uh, you know, career and confidence. What do you think that many companies have the right leadership development programs in place? Like, what do you think about that?
1: Ooh-wee, oui, ooh-wee, oui, on the spot, hot seat, okay. <laughs> I do think, it's a blend. I think it's a blend. I think there are some companies, let's let's call it what it is, call it on the carpet, there are some companies that have checkbox mentality. They run these programs just to say they did, or they've been, uh, you know, certain funds are earmarked, earmarked, and... Use it or lose it by the end of the year. So we're just going to invite so-and-so's cousin and something, something, something. And then, you know, say we had a leadership development program, all good, all done, especially when it comes to diversity. Let me make sure I say that. Mm -hmm. Now, I also know of very well-intentioned organizations who are very, very passionate about DEI. And that's why they would bring in certain consultants that understand from the inside out or specialize in diversity, equity and inclusion to help with the optics of the program or to help with building the program so that they partner side by side. They say, hey, we don't know how to do it. We see that we see everything is skewed, you know, as it relates to how things get very this toward the top we need help so we're going to invest the green dollars to bring somebody in and that's actually the organization that I worked for the consulting side of this as well so i've seen it all honestly from corporations to nonprofits to small businesses to uh ngos but it is a very interesting landscape in all leadership development Programs are not created
0: equal. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, that <laughs> is the case. Okay. So I actually worked for a biotech company and um, I was selected for their emerging leaders program. Um, mm-hmm. And I found that to be that company to be very, um, very sort of data and metrics driven on how they selected their mm-hmm. emerging leaders. Um, and It was interesting because at that particular organization, I think that did... Make for a diverse group of people who were in the program for me, but that isn't always the case in a lot of organizations. So, so, you know, um, one of the things they were talking about is like the most equitable and effective solution to challenge this sort of leadership development selection is to offer the opportunity to all employees to, to take part in this. And I, (laughs) you know, I I often wonder if that is the most effective and equitable solution. And here's why, right? As somebody who's been black in corporate America, um, I don't know if just opening it up is going to encourage me to apply as an employee, right? Especially if I'm already feeling some type of way about my organization or that they're not giving me the development that I need. Or am I even going to actually be able to see this? Is it marketed where I, where I'm at inside mm-hmm. of the organization? Right. Um, and I know sometimes, uh, you know, we may not always be the most comfortable in stepping up for those vacancies, uh, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I often wonder, is that the most equitable solution? I don't know what mm-hmm. is, but like, you know, yeah. I, I think it's it's more equitable than just using informal means, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> to select them. But, sure. but what do you think about that? Yeah,
1: it's funny. The clients that I work with and that I coach, oftentimes, it's too late, right? Opening right. it up to all sounds wonderful. Yay, we're opening the gate for everyone. And I, it's a start. It's a start. Let yeah. me say that it's definitely a start because these opportunities are so esoteric. S A T now. A C T. I got an A C T on that one. These opportunities are so esoteric that if you don't know about them, you don't know about them, which almost points to our mm-hmm. point earlier of that that's why it's important to network and get to know people because those underground opportunities are out there until the companies yeah. get it together. <laughs> and so yes. I don't think the answer is just opening it up to everyone only. I do think that's an important step, but. Some people, particularly I'm speaking on behalf of underrepresented minorities, are so burnt out by then they don't really care what you have to say or what you have to offer because they don't think it's really going to move the needle anyway or that you're offering out of uh, obligation or it's mandatory or you really don't have my best interest in mind anyway. So now I'm in withdrawal and protect myself mode. So that's. Honestly, where I end up with a lot of clients where I, you know, have to coach them through that and say my company, your company actually does really care about you. That's half the battle convincing them that that's a thing. So I think it's super, super complicated. It'll take more, though, Tristan. It'll take more than just opening it up to everyone.
0: Yeah, I think there's no one right way in doing this. It's going to look different for every company and organization. There may be some some best practices that can be shared across organizations, but I don't think it's ever going to be the exact same, right? You're not going to be able to have the exact same blueprint at every single company. It's just not going to work. Yeah. Um, so with that, I know you're sort of doing something that is a little bit disruptive. <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> right? Um, so I know... <laughs> I know you started the school of disruptive etiquette here, so tell me a little bit about that, and sort of how that might play into you know this sort of professional or leadership development piece here.
1: Yeah, so basically, I said, "Screw this! I'm starting my own thing." <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I created, honestly, my own leadership development program that's housed inside of the school of disruptive etiquette, and it it offers a multi-point, multi-point pillars for young professionals to find all the help they need. And that's through coaching, that's through conversations, that's through community, which is so important. As you can see, that's thematic for me is building community and and network and having people to go to in times of need. And then also good old classes and courses. So I've, found in my experience that career development can be quite costly, especially if you don't have a company that's bankrolling it for you or subsidizing it for you. If you're just out here in these corporate streets on your own, trying to make it as first-generation corporate, uh, corporate, you're coming out of pocket. And to pull an executive coach for $500 an hour is a bit tough when you have a modest salary as a young professional. So I started this school with the vision to provide, like, it's your career development office as a young professional and as a diverse young professional so that in the end, you can build that confidence, know that you're supported, have professors and coaches that look like you can teach from that empathetic space and that you feel like you're home when you're learning, that we have fun, we laugh. Um, It is more about focusing on learning than the nuances and the surface level things that go into career development.
0: Because, you know, that whole network and sort of community piece is incredibly important, and especially when we're trying to advance or develop or reach goals and all that stuff. So I love that part of it is sort of building that community to sort of mm-hmm. help push you forward. Um, that yeah. that's really great. What what type of things do you offer inside of the school? I'm asking this. Like, hold on. Let me just say full transparency. I'm a professor <laughs> in the school. Okay, so I'm, I'm asking these questions because I want y'all to know. But I know what she offers. But but let's <laughs> let, let's have Tony tell you what what type of things do you offer in the school here.
1: <laughs> sure. So. <laughs> My vision for the school is that it be a place, of course, for the learning, but also the application. I got so frustrated with going to these cold, boring, cookie-cutter workshops where you go to this workshop, you kind of sit in the back and you get through it. It's like one question for Q&A, and then you go on to the next thing, and then it's forgotten, and you think you're going to apply it, and you don't, and whatever else. And so... <sighs> With our classes that we offer, you come in, you actually sit down and you are learning in a small group format and then you are applying. The professor is coaching you and pushing you to apply the concepts real time because most times we don't hold ourselves accountable. We don't have others to hold us accountable. So you can have a public speaking session where you are practicing your public speaking or you can sit down with wink, wink, a resume professional who can <laughs> help you with your resume. <laughs> Excuse me, but we also talk about what's the key to professional confidence? Again, what is your personal brand? How are you showing up when you're interviewing? All of these are topics that we cover and we can give you a mock interview for that application as well. But then it's a twist to certain things. Like we had public speaking through spoken words. So we had a Published spoken word, author, and performer. Come give a class on how you can improve your public speaking through spoken word. So that's how we're disruptive. We're a little off the beaten path. Uh, You may or may not hear, you know, some (laughs) Jay-Z when you're working type thing. Just throwing that out there. But we believe in authenticity is the whole point and that you show up as who you are, but that you're also showing up as who you want to be in the best version of yourself.
0: I love that, love that, love that. Obviously, I love it. I wouldn't be a part of it if I didn't, <laughs> um, you know, and I, you know, I've taught, I've taught one class so far. I got another one this week and I really enjoy it. It is that small group format. We're really applying as we're going. Mm-hmm. We have Q&A sessions so you can get your particular, uh, you know, questions answered because, you know, everything is, I, I think everything when it comes to leadership and career development, is sort of individual because we all have crazy career pathways and experiences experiences yeah. and things. So sometimes you have questions that aren't necessarily answered by the generic or sort of overarching advice, and you need some right. some extra guidance, right? So those Q&A sessions are really nice to help give people that extra guidance and have that accountability piece. Okay, are you getting it done? What's, what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so to really push you forward. So I really, really love that. And I know that the current semester is already uh, going. Are people able to to register for classes now or are they going to have to wait for next semester? How's that working?
1: Sure. They are able to register for classes right now. We are on a rolling schedule. We never want to turn anybody away for either financial reasons or for missing timing. And even if you do miss it you would then have access to some of the recordings as well. Or it's always work to be done. Hear me, y'all. <laughs> Tristan would agree. There's never a silent moment as it relates to career advancement or uh, pursuing your, advance- your, your dream career. And so, yes, you can hop in at any given time and start with the school. We welcome you. Again, it's home. You are family. So come on out now. You're here.
0: <laughs> yes come on out so uh, we'll definitely make sure to put a link to the school uh, inside of the show notes so people can go and check it out but my friend where can people find you on the internet
1: streets yeah yeah so you can find out more about the school www.leaddisruptive we will spell all of that out and you can connect <laughs> with me on LinkedIn Tony Purvis T-O-N-I not Y Purvis T-U-R-V-I-S on LinkedIn. Uh, Follow us on Instagram, Lead Disruptive. Uh, And then also on all of my sites for my different businesses and brands, you can scroll to the bottom and go to uh, kind of pop over and popcorn to the different websites as well. So if you're interested in the consulting side or having me come do a workshop or speak or organizational coaching, you can also pop over to that website as well.
0: I love it. We're going to put some uh, links inside of the show notes, so make sure to check them out. Follow Tony and the School of Disruptive Etiquette wherever you can. And Tony, my friend, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and dropping some knowledge on the folks. I really appreciate you, my friend.
1: Hey, I'm ready for the next episode. Let's go. Roll it. Roll Look, it. Look, we go we're gonna have you
0: back. We're gonna have you back. Don't play. So no, <laughs> don't be surprised you time get time. that email.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this has been really fun, Tristan. I thank you again. And for what you're doing, period. And I'm so glad that we're working together, that you're a professor at the school. I've just appreciated our our relationship.
0: Me too. I I always love talking to you, Tony. So
1: until next time, everybody, y'all have a great one. And make sure to join us for the next episode. Talk to y'all soon. Bye.